0: So we're dedicated to the Torah to the refuah of Shmuel HaKem in Rivka, good news. Um, we're discussing the treasures that God gives to us in order to fulfill the mission of making this world a home for Hashem, how just like a king gives away his treasures to make that happen, so to Hashem does the same, Hashem gives away the Aryan soft, milan, and cats, Hashem Reveals to us uh, revelations of godliness and helps us to fulfill the mission. I just heard yesterday, I want to share uh, that someone asked Rebbe once, Is there a unique mission that we have in our time? Nick Birur was a professor, um, a professor whose name was Myers. And they've responded, yes, the, the unique beer of our time is miyani umani. Miani umani means a person that thinks, like, who am I and what I am I? What can I possibly accomplish? And that's something that we, that, that's especially prevalent in our time. It sounds like a humble thing, but it's a clip. It prevents you from doing, uh, doing anything, because you're not up to bat in the first place. So on that note, um, it's very relevant We're learning about how the Abishter, Himself, God Himself invests Himself in the mission of each of us and gives away whatever He has, so to speak, to make it work. So let's continue now into Ise. Ishakash as a Maridu This is connected with the famous teaching that our Rebbe, the one whose yardside is today, brings from the outer Rebbe on the pasuk. As I mentioned yesterday, you have to hear the, Rebbe, the tape of how the Rebbe says the Ma'amr to understand what's going on. I Listening to it again this morning, um, whenever he says this pasuk, who was a like Hashem our God," and then the Rebbe stops, like catches his breath. That whenever we turn to him, that's the, the pasuk is talking about how Hashem answers us, but. Chassidus says, That all call to Him. That the way every single Jew, and the Rebbe emphasized every Jewess, every Jewish man and woman, the way every single Jewish man and woman, what they do is when they pray, is they call to Him alone. They call to God's essence. It's, It's directly from a Jew to God's essence. There are various explanations about what the Him is excluding we're praying to him and not to who, not to what? Not to another god? Of course not. So the paradis says, name this if free, the sephiriyah, lovely of We're praying to him and not to his attributes. We're not praying to the attributes of the world of Atzillus, the way Hashem contracted himself to relate to creation, to, to, to give beneficence, uh, how do you pronounce that? Bene- benefic- beneficence. beneficence, thank you. To creation. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about the way Hashem contracted himself. The Pardis says that the word to him, it means, we're talking about the light of Hashem in the vessels, not just the vessels, not just the way Hashem's light projects, but the light itself. And the Baal Shamtiv explains the word to him is excluding the... The word "to him" means to the godly energy in the vessels themselves. There is the vessel, there is the vessel, and there is the light, and the light of Hashem projects through the vessels. But the vessel itself also has its own energy in a similar way, like a body is animated by the soul, but the body also has its own intrinsic uh, force, and so it comes through the soul. Whatever, so so so, to the vessels themselves have their own divinic. Is that a good, good word in English? Divinic? I just, yeah. make, I just made it up? No. Yeah, yeah, no. They have their own divinic source. The vessels have their own, own source. And the, the Baal Shemta says, when you pray to Hashem, you're not praying to the vessel or to the light. You're praying to the Gali energy, which is in the source of the vessel, which is even higher. But the Alter says that the simple meaning is... Meaning. The Alter is own explanation and him defining his explanation as a simple meaning is that this... Verse We say that everyone calls to Him, means that everyone prays to God's essence Himself. That the prayer of every single Jewish man and woman is not to the lights of Hashem and the vessels, and not to the source of the vessels, rather to God's essence Himself. That's who we're praying to. This echoes the teaching of the Revosh, who said... That uh, I pray with the mind of a child. It means that even though he was very knowledgeable of all different various levels of godliness, he he said I pray like a child. When you pray, you have to pray to God's essence, not because if if to ignore whatever you know about uh, the various revelations of Hashem in various worlds, a prayer is from your essence to God's essence. My great great grandfather Rambamal Misha, similar similar um, discussion they had in among Hasidim and one for bringing or about what, what one, lo, wor, one word of davening meant. Did it mean this level of is that level of is? And he was the... Zalmesha uh, was known for giving uh, very... Um, uh, being very, very... Uh, how do you say? Giving ideas with a very... Um, sharp and sharp way. He said, I don't think it means any of these levels. I think it's talking about God." And they all knew we're talking about God, but that's that's the, s- the simple meaning of is of, often gets gets uh, gets um, ignored when there's other things in the way. So Alter Tifer says you have to realize when the pasuk says that everyone calls to him. Who? Wh- wh- what are we saying? Everyone, every single Jew, when you pray, who are you praying to? You're praying to God Himself, and this is connected with the teaching of the Tov. Baal Shem Baal says that God made many contractions through many worlds in order. That a person should have connection to Hashem. That means that Hashem made these contractions. And the purpose of the contractions is in order that there should be a unity between us and Hashem. Who we connected with, we're not connected with the contractions. We're connected with our God who made the contractions. Hashem made these contractions, Hashem made these contractions to connect with us. We're connecting with God's essence. <laughs> when the Rebbe said the Meimor, the Rebbe said, "We're connected with something which you can't even talk about. You can't even talk about what we're talking about. You, 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 well, as soon as you start defining it, you already you already uh, you already missed the point." The Mezitzer Maggid also, in his svarim, and the Rebbe emphasized that. He writes this in the beginning of each of his books. has two books, Ukut the and And in each of these books, he begins the book. It sounds like the way that I've been saying it. Like this is something fundamental before you can understand anything else. This is the first thing I have to tell you. He says that Hashem is like a uh, Hashem is like a, a father who talks in a very um, simple way to his small child. He plays with his child and it's understood that the, the father is is has much greater wisdom and can do a lot of more sophisticated things, but the father contracts his wisdom and he just tries to you know relate to his kids and to be close with his kid. That's what a father does. So that's he's giving this analogy for Hashem that just like a father contracts himself to relate to his child, so to Hashem contracts his light to relate to us. So, who is making this contraction, and why is he making this contraction? We're talking about a father, the, the connection of a father to his child that is in the very core. In fact, the reason why a father and a child have this relationship is because that relationship between Hashem and a Jew. It all comes from there. Everything, everything starts, between, starts with Hashem. So, because Hashem and a Jew have this bond, the essence of Hashem connects with us, Therefore, there's a physical phenomena as well that a father contracts himself and lowers himself to play with his child. It starts with Hashem contracting His light to relate to us. Hashem hid His light and created a reality where we could connect to Him. So, what Hashem made all these tzimtzumim for this this bond? So, the similarity I think between this teaching of the uh, Bal and the Magid with the teaching before is again about how. Just like when we pray, we pray to God's essence, so too, although there's all these contractions and this reality that Hashem created, but it's all about the bonding of the Jew with God's essence. In the Tanya, chapter 49, the Al talks about the blessing before Shema, where we say, Avas elma and that's conventionally translated as "In everlasting love. With an everlasting love, you have loved us. But the Al Rebbe says the word Avasil means, you've loved us with the love of the world. And he explains that in the blessing before, we talk about the angels called seraphim and and how they are have such an ecstasy and, and such rapture in their prayers to God. And Hashem ignores that satisfaction He has from the angels, it doesn't matter to Him. Instead, Hashem loves us, because of the world, because of the concealment of godliness in this world, because of that, there is a unique bond we have with Hashem. Because of the the challenges we have, because of the world, because of the concealment, the, the, the place that, that, that which is a product of all these tzim sumim, because of this, we have Hashem has a unique love for us. Or, as we're saying in this discourse, it's it's, not, it's, it's the opposite. Because Hashem loves us so much, therefore Hashem created this place for us to bond with Him in this unique way. Okay. So this is also in sync with what the Tzermach writes in the Mimer. Shoresh Mestatfila about the love that is expressed in the verse. Who do I have in the heaven? Who do I have in the earth? Says the Tzermach that the Altar would often be heard saying in his prayers, I see I don't want anything, I don't want your Ganeiden, I don't want your world to come, etc., I want nothing more than you alone. So when the Alt Rebbe says that he doesn't want Gan he doesn't want the world to come, he adds the word etc., etc. What's the word etc. mean? Every word is as precise, especially because, as Eber writes in another discourse, especially because he was in a state of rapture, his words were more precise. So when he said, etc., what did he mean? So the Mitl Rebbe explains that the Alt Rebbe was also negating the revelations of godliness that are before that tzimtzum. I don't want your Ganeidon, I don't want your heaven. Heaven refers to the light of Hashem that's before that tzimtzum. So with the word etc., he's saying, I don't want the revelation before that tzimtzum. As he concludes his prayer, and what does he say? He said, I want nothing else but you alone. And as he explains in this prayer, that just like a prayer is to God alone, not to his revelation, so too the Rebbe said, what do I want? I want nothing more than you alone. This is also connected with the teaching of the Rebbe Marash. If you notice, the Rebbe is quoting a lot of different Sadiqim all the Rebbeim. In the Marmah the Rebbe will quote from all the Rebbeim. So the Rebbe Marash explains in his mimer, in that mimer, he also quotes the Alt Rebbe and he um he explains a Pusik in this Maimir, Naftali Yala And he questions why this pasik begins in the feminine and concludes in the masculine. And he explains uh, Naftali <speaking in> a <Hebrew> Naftali is like a gazelle, who gives beautiful words. That's uh, so, so. So the 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 gazelle is in the feminine, who gives is in the masculine. So he explains that everything that's post simsum is considered feminine, just like it says in the Torah that Tosh uh, Koich Keva. It says that someone lost their energy. And they were like a female. It's like men are stronger than females. So when we talk about a depletion of energy, the kabbalah associates that with female energy because it it indicates that there's something missing, there's something there's less energy than than a male. So after the tsumsum, the whole the whole kind of revelation of is post tsumsum is similar to a female. What that means is is that it's. It's, it's it's less, it's a m- much less of a revelation after that Simpson than before the Simpson. And that's why in our prayers we say th- these words, You are God alone, you made the heaven and earth. Now, in the first half of that sentence we said, You are God alone, the word you has a letter hey. The second half of that verse, you made the heaven, is missing a hey. It's in the feminine. Why is it in the feminine? Because the second half of that sentence is talking about the way Hashem creates the worlds. How is there a creation of the world? Through feminine energy, meaning through a minimal amount of energy, through a contraction, through a tzimtzum. Whatever, Wherever there is tzimtzum, there is feminine energy, meaning there is there is a, a weaker, smaller energy. And that's the meaning of the, of the verse. Naphtali is like a gazelle. It says it's in the feminine because the word naphtali... Is related to a prayer. So, what are we asking for when we pray? We're asking that whatever is lacking should be filled up. There is a tsimtsum which caused it to be a deficiency, caused it to be something lacking. So, naftali, the word naftali means to pray. Our prayers about the contraction, our prayers about the concealment, and asking to reverse the concealment, that there shouldn't be a concealment. And this is accomplished through davening that through davening, a yidah yida has an effect, he is impactful, and he draws down the light of Hashem as it is before the tzimtzum, and not only does he draw down the light of Hashem as it is before the tzimtzum, but he reaches the highest level, which means he leaves, reaches a level beyond, beyond the parameters of higher and lower, like the prayer of the Alter Rebbe, that the Tzimach brings, which this, this prayer of the Alter Rebbe that is a lesson the Rebbe says to everyone who hears this. So if you learned this, and you heard this, this is about you. That's the Rebbe saying. That what do we learn from the prayer of the Altar Rebbe? That every single Jew is able to have a bond with Hashem in a wondrous way. That everyone could also reach this kind of service of Hashem to connect with God alone. As the Altar Rebbe said, I want nothing more than God alone. So it sounds like um, that we're all supposed to reach this kind of of, um, selfless yearning. But continues and says that we're, 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 he's not only referring to selfless yearning, he's talking about what we need to do. In other words, because we want Hashem, therefore what should we do? Next, next paragraph. This is accomplished. This is accomplished by working in this world with the 13 or 15 things. Just like a tabernacle was made of 13 or 15 things, so too our efforts in this world are connected to the physical things in our life. The 13 or 15 things mentioned about the tabernacle it uh, doesn't mention really matter the number because it includes the whole world. That that in the, in the, in a um, uh, macrocosm, whatever the, what's there in the, in the tabernacle, in the macrocosm that's connected with the entire creation. So this is our whole effort in this world to make a home for God in the lowest of all worlds, and in <laughs> to make a home for God in the lowest realm is what the Medrash says. But in that lowest realm itself, we need to make a home specifically. In this world where there's no there is no world lower than, than this world, and that's the reason there was a simsum As the previous Rabbi writes in the Mimer, that the creation, of the world, was through a Simsum, and not just one Simsum, but as Al-Shamtav mentioned in his teaching, that God made many contractions through many worlds, and his the emphasis of many Tsimsum means that there is an undefined number. He says there are many. There are comma tsimsumim. Doesn't say how many. There are are several tsimsumim, because he's referring to an undefined number. Why? Because the truth is there are an infinite amount of tsimsumim. Although, in, in a Sikha post this discourse, they've asked a question about this discourse. He said, "How can the previous shabbat talks about one tsimsum?" And he's saying that there's many. The Barshanda says there's many tsumsumim. So the reason why the previous Rebbe says there's one tsumsum is because the previous Rebbe, his point is to talk about how Hashem's light uh, reaches the lowest, lowest things. <clears throat> so, and even though the light of Hashem, as we discussed yesterday and before, even though the light of Hashem descends to the world, it still remains infinite. So. So he's not talking about how many tsimsumim there are. That's not; it's a different subject. Not; it's not directly related to the mimer. He doesn't even mention in the discourse that uh, there is a different kind of tsimsum. A tsimsum in a way of siluk. That the the first tsimsum was a different kind of tsimsum. That there's a total removal of light. He doesn't mention that because that's not his point. His point is really just to talk about. The, the, the effect of tzimtzum on Hashem's, infinite, on Hashem's light, and to say that although Hashem's light was, was contracted, the limited light of Hashem that existed prior to the was contracted by the tzimtzum, but it still remains infinite. That's his point, and therefore he mentions only one tzimtzum, but because it's, it, it, it's, not, it's not really relevant in the discourse to discuss how many tzimtzum there are. But the truth is that, as Val, as Val says, there is an undefined amount of tzimt Because there are really an infinite amount of tzimt How do we know there is an in- infinite amount of tzimt Because there are an infinite amount of worlds. As it says in the Torah, the, mispar, el- 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 There are infinite amount of oilmas, an infinite amount of worlds. So automatically, there are infinite amount of contractions. There is a contraction for every world. In general... All the contractions can be divided into three categories, as Rebra Ashab explains in the discourses of Samach. In the, in the discourses in of the year Samach Vav, the Rebbe Hashab explains that there are three kinds of tsumsumim. There's one tsumsum to create the world of Atzilus, that the light of Hashem is contracted to go into the letters of Yud Kevavkei, the four letters of God's name, which are which are parallel to the ten sidduris. This is, and as we learned, the analogy for that world is like the, the king in his private chambers. Then there's another Simsum from the, the world of Atzillus to, to the worlds beneath Silus, From the name of Avaya to the name of Elokim, to be a source for creation. And then there's a third Simsum in the name of Elokim itself, that how should the creation be from the name of Elokim in the beginning, God made the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, Elohim made the heaven and the earth. How should the creation be? Creation should be in a way of concealment, in a way that Hashem hides Himself. So not only should there be creation, but creation should be in a way of where we're where, where, where in the dark. And the goal of all these is, as a teaching of the Baal Tev, in order that we should, we should unite with Hashem, that every single Jew and all the Jewish people should unite with Hashem, and the and the, the unity should be in such a way that it's impossible to separate. That's the reason for all the tsumsumim. The purpose of the tsumsumim is not to separate us. The contrary. The purpose of the tsumsum is to unite us with Hashem. Not just to unite us, but to create a unity that in, that's in, that's impossible to divide. And through our efforts, and through our service, and in all the above, and in a way that we use out these treasures, the King of all Kings gives to every single Jew, because every Jew is a part of the army of God and every Jew fulfills his mission and wins the war through the treasures that God gives him. Through this we come to the true and complete redemption and at that time the verse will be fulfilled. The verse which says and the glory of God will be revealed in the world and all flesh will see that the mouth of God is speaking meaning that we'll see the revelation of Hashem in a physical way. Our flesh will see Hashem. As Ebb explains elsewhere that We'll see, the phys- we'll see godliness the same way that our eyes see physical things, and even more, our flesh itself will perceive godliness. And that's the meaning of the Pasuk. I've come to my garden, I've come to the place that I was originally. This is refers to this world, this world that there's nothing lower than this world. That's the garden, that's the place Hashem will be revealed. And the main revelation will be in the Beis HaMegdash, in Eretz Yisrael the land, that God, uh, God's eyes are upon the land from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And this th- this means, in the, every verse, first of all, has its simple meaning. What this means is that speedily and literally all the Jewish people go to Israel, souls and bodies, with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, and together with all of their possessions, with their silver and gold, with their silver and gold spiritually, together with their silver and gold physically, with children, with health, with with abundance, and with with an infinite joy, and an infinite joy, an infinite, an infinite joy and an everlasting joy, in the true and complete ka'ula through speedily in our days, Mamsh. That's the conclusion of the discourse. Hopefully, it doesn't conclude with the discourse. Hopefully, it concludes with us taking it home and making it happen. L'chaim, l'chaim. We should be able to take, use out all the days, t'ul yut shuvat, and to uh, use out the treasures that God's giving us to make, to be victorious and make it happen. And as we went earlier in the discourse, it says all it depends on is to arouse the essence of the neshama. Once you arouse the essence of the neshama, boom, you're for sure going to win. Lachaim lachaim. the Shabbos. I was thinking about a metaphor.